Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunday Special. This is the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 30. My name is James Fisher, and we've got a special interview for you guys today. We are talking with longtime listener and a friend of mine from, uh, I guess they call it across the pond, no matter what the body of water is. So, Hans, welcome to the JRPG Report. Hey, James, thank you for having me on. It's uh, been a long time coming, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 been weird. We've been friends for, for a few years now, but this is the first time we've actually gotten a talk, so I think it's pretty cool. We've said, hey, let's record our, our talk and do a podcast. Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> That's the key word, try. We'll see if any... Yeah, at least, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how We'll get there. Works. We'll get there. Yes, yes. So why don't you just tell the fine folks uh, kind of who you are, a little, little backstory and uh, where you're from and all, all those good little bits. Okay, well, my name is Hans, but people already knew that from the, thanks to your fine intro. Uh, I'm actually from Belgium. It's across the pond. It's a very small country where we have three different languages in one country. Go figure. But that's an entire other story. So I've been playing RPGs, I, I'm guessing, since the 80s. It always started... Um, no, it started on the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's where I started playing RPGs. I think we're about the same age also. I think and so. I'm, I'm, I'll tell people I'm 39, so you can, if you want to throw it out okay, there. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm 41. Okay. So there's, <laughs> there's two years difference between us. But uh, I'm guessing we had the same games when you grew up. The only difference was that in Europe we got a completely different set of games than you got in the states. Like the first Final Fantasy mm. on the Nintendo Entertainment System, we never got that in Europe. Oh no. And no, it was really <laughs> difficult to import at the time. So it's not like now where you just go on eBay. You order something and get it like a few days later. So <laughs> those things weren't there. No, and that's you, you kind of touched on that. That is definitely something I want to kind of talk about. We'll 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 visit probably a couple of times. Is some of the differences with growing up, you know, here, there. I mean, in Japan, so you, you really got three sets of rules for for games that come out in Japan that stay there, and you want to import, or they come to you guys, or they come to us. Especially back then, it was kind of just like three different things, and you would get yeah. different. You get different cover arts for games, all those things. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, we got completely different cover arts. I remember one was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, which was the second one, I think. Yes. And I actually was able to get a US copy back then, which was like a really difficult thing to do in those times. <laughs> and I think I paid about, mm, it's got to be over $100. Oh, my goodness. Even back then. So with inflation, it's probably going to be a lot more now. Oh, yeah. And I think two years later, it appeared on the... Uh, the European market. It was a different company and a different uh, front cover. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! I remember. Yeah, this and, some weird differences. And not as much money, I'm guessing. Probably not. I don't remember that anymore, and I don't think I want to remember. I spent way too much uh, money on games <laughs> in my I, life. I, I will say this: that game might have been worth a hundred dollars. That was a fantastic. Yeah, if you want it now, you probably pay more if you want it now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I I remember playing. Well, if you count how many quarters I put into the arcade, and then how much it paid to play the home version of it. Oh God, yeah. I I used to, I used to spend a lot of money on Outrun. Okay. In the arcade, so Outrun, always the same thing. Outrun, Outrun. That was a classic. We didn't have that with an arcade, but uh, I don't yeah, know if it was. These- if it was like this at your place, like you'd see random video games at businesses or like restaurants and stuff. Does does that happen um, over there? Not really. It was more on carnivals or um, when you would go to the movies. Okay. Sometimes there was like an arcade hall uh, there, but it was not nothing like in the States. It's completely okay. different. 
Outrun, so, Outrun was at like our local diner. Like they had a random oh. outrun next to the bathrooms and I would escape, you know, I'd, I'd eat just enough food and then give me some quarters. <laughs> I want to go play outrun for a while. Yeah. I did the same. So we actually had the, the outrun version. We could sit in the car and it would move with you. So oh, <laughs> I remember yes. as a kid, that was a, that was an awesome experience I, as a kid. I always remembered even back then, like how much money did this cost, you know, as opposed to just a, a stand up arcade. I was like, but those, the experience was so different. Yeah, the funny thing is, a few years later, I bought a home version on, I think it was a Commodore, and uh, it was it was bad. Yeah, I can <laughs> imagine that being not that that was that played a lot of games back then. You got the home version is like this is a completely different game. Yeah, it was. Same with Turtles, by the way. The the one I was talking earlier was a different game in the arcade. <laughs> oh, really? Played it uh, at home, but not not that it really mattered back then. We weren't so picky, so we were just happy to get a multiplayer game. And so me and a friend just playing, picking up the uh, the controller, mm-hmm. and we just started playing. So that was, you know, Which, it's so funny because we talk about all those multiplayer games, and then Nintendo had so many. But then, you know, <laughs> if you're like myself, I gravitated towards those single player experiences very quickly and at a young age. Yeah, me too. Those uh, games like Turtles were fun with friends. But when I was alone, I would never play that game. So actually, the very <laughs> first RPG, so to speak, you know, actually, this RPG that I ever played was uh, the second Zelda on the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's what it, what it kicked off. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that, I will say this. When we say Zelda, of course, that's not a JRPG. But the, sec- yeah, I think, the second, yeah, second one, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was as close to it as could possibly be. Uh, still, <sighs> still, obviously, a fight. You know, a standard side scroller. Um, yeah, it was. But I play. I played that game like a year ago again. It was so difficult. It's oh, such a difficult game. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't play it then, and I sure can't play it now. I could play it then. I even finish it, but I can't play it now anymore. It's just nope. <laughs> no, that was such an and it's so funny because I love the original, and then when part yeah. two comes out and it had those elements, I hated it. Like I wanted nothing to do with it, even with those uh, RPG elements. Apparently, a lot of people back in the day. It wasn't a very popular game back then. No, and now it's it's one of those cult classics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely mm-hmm. is. So you guys did not get Final Fantasy. You said nope. So... I don't think we we got any real JRPG on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, so you didn't. Not get that Dragon I not Warrior. that I can remember. Okay. No, no Dragon Warriors. Nope, oh never got gosh. those. So you might have I... even skipped to the Super by the time you really got one. Yep. The first real JRPG that we actually got over here, I think, was Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Oh, Lord. Which, which was really bad when looking in retrospect. But back then, it was like, whoa, this is a good game. But it was so easy, so easy to play. That's so, Yeah, I mean, if that's your first, then it's acceptable. That was my very first real JRPG. Yeah, so. like if, if you'd played, you know, anything before that, and like myself, and then you get this, and you're like, "This is garbage!" Like, I don't want this watered down experience. Um, I'm not sure, but I think I did play. It's not an RPG, really, but um, Gargoyles Quest on the Game Boy also had a lot of <laughs> RPG elements in it. So <laughs> I actually like that game. I still like that one. So. <laughs> I remember, but also like, had an R- I, say, I remember the cartoon. I don't remember the Game Boy, Glenn. Uh, yeah, the Game Boy, it's actually, it has a lot of RPG elements. So you got the side-scrolling element, mm-hmm. and then it started to a top-down like Zelda, oh, and you could actually go into uh, two towns and level up and buy stuff. <laughs> so it was, yeah, the Game Boy days. 
Oh man, yeah, and we, those were, <laughs> those were good times as well on the go. For oh yeah, you know, you're you'd have all those batteries and it last about a couple of hours and then you're back to, back to yeah. nothing. Yeah. And those weren't led screens. Also, it's a lot of light before you could see something oh, on that screen. Yeah. It was, oh, it hurt my eyes to stare at that for too long. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, but no, like I said, the very first real JRPG that we got over here, I think was final fantasy mystic quest. I could be wrong, but that's the first one that I remember getting. Right, and I mean, even if you are wrong, it doesn't matter because that's what you got, and what yeah, that's what I got personally. Yeah, yeah, and what your situation was. Each, uh, you know, as I've talked to people over the years, it's like each town and city and state and country are so different in their exposure. It's not like now where something just comes out for everybody and you can buy it online yeah, it is. you can't see it in the store it's you had to go yeah, to a but, store and buy it yeah i had to go to a store and buy it and then even i had to check out the, the front cover art i used to buy games when i saw the front cover art mm. because we couldn't look up any reviews back then so no. but the a funny story about that one is the second rpg that i a jrpg that i played back then was a masterpiece and i also bought it because of the cover art and that was secret of mana okay <laughs> That's so you, a really good game, still. <laughs> you you righted the ship very quickly with that one, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Secret of Mana was a great game, and the fun part was I had this uh, one of my best friends used to came over, and we actually discovered that you could play it with two players simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't know that when I bought it. Oh wow! So, uh, yeah, if you just look at the front, you wouldn't know that necessarily. No, no, was, that was a really fun game. So, Secret of Mana. So you're an only child, am I am I correct in that? Yeah, I'm an okay. only child. Okay, so Secret of Mana was a must for us because I had a brother, and you know you had to play with your brother. So why not play yeah. video games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. For for a game that the you know that you could play together just changed so much, and yeah, you could play with your friends. And so, who did you pick in Mana? Who was your go to? Uh, what was his name? The the the, the little dude. Um, forgot his name. <laughs> uh, the, are, are you talking about the hero or like the the sprite? The uh, sprite. The, okay, um, the, the magic, whatever their name was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. It's too been too long. I haven't played the remake yet, so <laughs> don't hate me for it. No, no I'm not. I'd, I'd hate you if you did play it and like it. From that thing was was bad. Uh, I haven't played it. Uh, I, I looked at the picture and was like, I, I don't want this. No, <laughs> so, why did they do this? <laughs> yeah, it's like this, this is this is not needed for me. <laughs> no, not at all. That's... But it was a... Say, so go ahead. No, it's a, it's a, it was a really fun game back then. Oh, it's... Secret of Mana. It's one of my best gaming memories at all. So it was like a whole new... How do I say this? A whole new dimension of games opened up for me back then with playing Secret of Mana. As I say, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest let me into the genre more, mm. but Secret of Mana just opened me up to the genre in total. Oh yeah. And maybe I know it's it's a more of an action-based uh, JRPG, but still, for some reason, I gravitated towards those kind of games back then because of those. Oh yeah, I mean, just because it was an action battle system doesn't mean it, it was still clearly a JRPG, and then it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it didn't need to be turd based to be to be that because yeah, all those places you go and explore, and I, I'll never forget either flying on flaming or oh, yeah. being shot out <laughs> of the cannon and yep. and sur- surviving. You know, the fall and surviving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, indeed, that was also something <laughs> back in the days. I, I'm not going to spoil it here for the people that have never played it, but I also vividly remember the final boss. 
<laughs> it took oh, us yeah. days, days, but days upon days to, to beat it <laughs> because yeah. we had no idea what to do. No, yeah, like you said, there wasn't anything you could look up online, a, a walkthrough no. or something. Nope, it's all uh, watch and learn. <laughs> in, in our case, die and learn. So. I don't think that one, I may be wrong, I don't think that one actually got a strategy guide either. That was right when those were started. Not sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you could get those, but... Yeah, I actually never bought strategy guides until uh, games started to become more and more digital. Really? To at least have something of the game. Right. Because I like I like my physical copies, and you know, as a PC gamer, that's even even more difficult to get physical copies now. And I always buy the strategy guide and to have something. I actually don't even open the strategy guides nine of the ten times. Wow. <clears throat> Sorry. So yeah, just to have them. Oh yeah, and and now they're 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 gone. We're now. I don't think we're going to get those back anytime. Unfortunately. No, it's 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 over, man. Those things are not coming back. No, it's kind of sad because that that was always a part of, for me, that was a part of the experience was you got this brand new game and you got this giant book to go along with it. And I I wouldn't even use it. I just wanted it. (laughs) I just wanted to there besides me. Yes. It needs to be there. That's it. (laughs) It's, It's a part of it. And yeah. At, now, after I beat it, then I'd go back and look through it. But I didn't want to ruin anything, really. Yeah, I did about the same. So <laughs> I guess we're about the same uh, way in that uh, respect. <laughs> we're both de- both physical collectors. You've got some some awesome collections. Maybe we'll uh, we can get into those. You, now, so sure. Playing those games growing up, you didn't actually get those, or did you lose the copies of it? Where you've had to rebuy those recently. Oh man, I wish I didn't have to rebuy them all, but uh, no. Uh, actually, when the Super Nintendo was out for, I think, a year or two, we got this little video game shop here uh, down the road, and they actually imported games. Okay. So I was able to get my hands on the American games like uh, Chrono Trigger. I was able to get Earthbound, Final Fantasy III, all those. We, we didn't have those here, they wow. never appeared in Europe. That's terrible. Uh, so. And I was finally able to get him. So, and I remember buying the Super Mario RPG. I had this little converter for the Super Nintendo, and it didn't work. I, was, I went back to the oh, store and no. said, what the hell's the problem here? I said, oh, you need a new converter and another game to put in the converter because it won't work with just any European game. So the way a converter, work, uh, converter works is you put in your American game, uh-huh. and at the back of that, you put in your uh, European game. So you trick the console into thinking it's a European game. But it didn't work with just any European game, so I had to buy a specific game. I think it was Donkey Kong back then, or Donkey Kong Country 2, I'm not even sure. Uh-huh. I had to buy that also, enable to play uh, uh, Super Mario RPG. <laughs> Otherwise, I just couldn't play it. <laughs> that is insane. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, I remember that vividly. It could also be the store just ripped me off. It could. That's also a possibility. <laughs> he, he was selling. He was the only store selling converters in all in the entire country. Yeah. He made them up those just for you. But but I, anyway, I remember it working when I got that game and I put it in the converter and got a new converter. It worked, wow. so I was able to play the Mario RPG finally. <laughs> so. now, now you went to great expense, but that might have been worth it for that one. That was such a great game. Yeah, my mom wasn't happy, but yeah, I don't care. I was happy I couldn't play it. <laughs> she got it. They'll get over it. Parents get over those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. They do. So no, but uh, what what you were saying earlier? No, all those games from my childhood. At some point, when you're like 14 or 15 years old, you just want a new game. You don't have money. What do you do? 
you trade in the games. I think in the US you had GameStop back then or, or something. Yeah, or their uh, competitor eBay or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was the same here. So we had these small shops here. Traded in your copy, you got peanuts. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that's how I lost all my games. And it wasn't until I was an adult I started collecting them again. Well, and at so great, here and there. At great expense. That's very great expense. So uh, you you know it from your uh, from your page on Facebook. So this year alone, I bought Chrono Trigger and Earthbound. I mean, Earthbound as in the complete set, mm-hmm. and we all know how much that cost. So much. So okay, I got a complete Earthbound now here. But um, <clears throat> yeah, the funny thing about Earthbound is that's a game I gave away for free to a friend. Oh no! When I was young. I mean, the big box copy. Eh? Yeah, it I just gave it because God, yeah. everything in there just gave it away. Played it. I was tired of it. Nobody wanted to buy it for some reason. So you can have it. <laughs> that's so sad. Uh, oh, that's man. a really sad story. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, so yeah, you, you'd have bought these games. And, you know, games back then were easily, especially our genre, they would go over $60 US. So I don't know what that would be for you guys. Like Earthbound. That think- would be about 70 euros. But we didn't have euros back then. <laughs> we had our own currency. Okay. So, I mean, but Earthbound was more than that. Like, I can remember, I think we paid like 90 for it. At the time, I remember, because you know they justified it. Oh, it's a big box. Yeah. You get the strategy guide. You get stickers. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> so yeah, I never remembered what I paid for the original Earthbound. I would actually like to know, but when I know, I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, I didn't pay for it. You know, that was Christmas or birthday one year, so that was oh, yeah. <laughs> family all chipped yeah. in for it. But yeah, cool. So yeah, the- you, you you bought it at that price, or your mom, whatever, did. You gave it away, and then you paid hundreds of dollars later to have it back. That's crazy. I think I paid. Uh, everybody can know. I think I paid about nine hundred euros. Oh my goodness! For for a complete copy, which yeah. was actually a deal. <laughs> That's it, the sad thing about it. So. Well, I mean, think about who's going to have a complete copy still. Well, there aren't many left. The the problem with Urbant also was it wasn't a popular game back then. No. It Everybody really hated it for some reason. I, I don't know why. I, I still don't understand that. I mean, I think people have come yeah. around on it quite a bit, but at the time, yeah, I think it it's just because it's so different, maybe. Yeah, I, I heard uh, it was their marketing strategy that really blew up in their face for some reason. Hmm. They had this really weird marketing strategy saying, this game stinks, it's bad, don't buy it. And that was their marketing strategy. So <laughs> I, that probably would have backfired at some yeah. point. Yeah, that's I, I do recall something to that effect. That, that sounds familiar for some reason. Of course, with the the piles of blah that you were fighting against, I thought I guess that was their angle. But that was a bad angle, definitely. Yeah, it's it's a really it was a really it's it's still a really weird game when you play it now. I played it last year again, mm-hmm. and it's still actually up to date somehow, <laughs> but in a really weird way. It's 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 so accurate what it does. Yeah, because it was it painted a complete picture of 1990s Americana to a T. So I guess that would probably hold up better than let's say a, a mythical game about dragons and swords from <laughs> whenever. Yeah, but it, it got a it got a cult classic status at some point. I don't remember when, to be honest. But every collector apparently wants Earthbound now. <laughs> You, you might have been one of the few ones to still be able to get that one. I don't. Yeah, and it's not going anywhere anymore now. It's staying. <laughs> See, so. my, my great fault was I kept all my games from back then, but 
in order to fit in the little holder that I had, the boxes are gone, you know, the holder, the instruction manuals, those were in the, you know, in the trash somewhere. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) And that would look so good because the boxes were half the, the, the draw of the Nintendo and Super Nintendo ones. They were so nice. Yeah, it is. It is. I actually don't buy any uh, game only anymore for Super Nintendo. If I want money, I want it to complete. Yes, I can understand so, that because you're not buying it necessarily to play it, although you nope, do. It, but yeah, but you know how I play them. I mean, I buy the the game uh-huh. and then I actually emulate them on one of my handhelds. <laughs> so I, I I'm, I'm not putting them in a physical Super Nintendo. It's staying in the box. So that that's where it stays for the rest of its life. Do you still have your yeah. Super Nintendo? I still have my Super Nintendo somewhere. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, I, that, that was my other question too. Is I guess it, it was it was called Super Nintendo. It wasn't Famicom over there. No, Super Nintendo. Okay, Famicom was for a Japanese market, I think. I, I figured that's what the case was, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah, but just had a different uh, cartridge layout. Eh? It was a different uh, fit, so to speak. Hmm. Were you guys that's the only? Did you guys have different <laughs> colors? For the cartridges, or were they gray as well? They were gray, but okay. not the kind of gray that you have. It was like a more lighter shade of gray. Interesting. Not not with all cartridges though, but it's just some things that actually that I noticed uh, since I started collecting. There's a difference. Huh. I guess that's so you could easily recognize that they were different regions or whatever. Yeah, it's also the the seal of approval that was on the Nintendo box. It has a different shape in Europe. Hmm. That's interesting. No. So Nintendo had their own set of rules. Now, did thing when did things kind of start to change, or uh, from being able to get readily copies? Was it like PlayStation or PlayStation Two? When did things mm. turn around for the PlayStation? I, okay. I, I actually I do believe that the PlayStation One was a great JRPG machine. I mean, probably some of the greatest JRPGs that ever came out were released on uh, the PlayStation 1. I know it's debatable. There's always this debate going between Super Nintendo versus PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. But I think they're equal. Actually, I really do. Some of the greatest classics were in the Super Nintendo. Yes. But there were equally good games that came out on the, on the PlayStation 1. I... And for for me personally, I do prefer the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. if I had to choose between the two. But PlayStation also has some really good games on there. I think PlayStation 1 probably had more numbers of JRPGs because it had a, you know, just a easier to make for it. I think, but if you, especially now, if you look back on them, I think they actually looked better on Super Nintendo because, yeah, they were, you know, sprite based. (laughs) Sprite based. And then they they tried that weird mix between realism and block characters on this one. It's like Final Fantasy 7. I mean, I like Final Fantasy 7. I think it's a good game still, but. If you see it now with the graphics on PlayStation One, it's darn unplayable. <laughs> it's just you can't do it. It's disgusting looking. It really is. Yeah, it is. And I think Final Fantasy Three or Six or whatever part of the world you're in, yeah, looks a lot better than Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> oh, I, it I just mean, aged, aged a lot better. By the time you got to Final Fantasy Nine, things were starting to look pretty awesome. But yeah, those early ones are just ugly. Or, yeah, or, they or are. It's like, you know, a game like. I don't know, like the first Sukunen, I always felt that almost looked like Super Nintendo. Like they just tried to make a good looking Super Nintendo game rather than a full PlayStation 1 experience with the 3 Yeah, it is. It's like Lunar. Yes. Same thing. So mm-hmm. that, that could easily pass for a 16-bit game maybe, yeah. but it looked so good on, on the PlayStation. 
Yeah, those so it actually still good. looks good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> those games look good too. Like PlayStation One, I think a part of it too was blowing it up on the screen. Like if you go back and like you said, you played in your emulator and your handheld, those games look pretty good. Like on a Vita screen because it's small and yeah. compact. It's when you stretch them out that they really start to look bad. Yeah, the thing is, the TVs back then were also a lot different. Eh? Yes. We also had CRT monitors, and now we got these 4K Ultra HD TVs, and don't even try to put a PlayStation game on there. I tried. No. Even with a converter, it doesn't look like anything you want to play. It, it really hurts your eyes. <laughs> no, that's not something you want to do. Like when I got the Grandia collection on Switch, I played it on TV. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just play it in handheld mode. It's not... It's not doing it justice. I usually play all my RPGs now in handheld. Yeah. Almost every one of them. So there's a few exceptions, of course, with like the, the, the real new, like Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. That one looked really good on the PC. But in general, if I had to choose, I would still choose the older RPGs over the ones from now. But that's a personal opinion, of course. Yeah, there's just some things that they did so right back then. I like some of the new things that they can do with games. You know, I, something like Persona 5 that they can do it well and do it better. But the idea is still old ideas. They just have a new, fresh way of doing things. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Yeah. The, you also had, um, what's it called? Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> that was one of those games I never got into. You're, oh, okay. That was so. You're on the opposite side of the fence. I always thought that you were a big Dragon uh, fan, but I guess no. not. I have it right here because <laughs> I want it in my collection. But it's it's a game I tried to play. I think probably a dozen times over the course of twenty years, mm-hmm. and I never ever was able to finish it because I had I don't know something stopped me from playing that game always, hmm. and I still want it. So uh, it's it's a cult classic again. It's one of the most. Uh, sought after games on the playstation apparently because they said it was a final fantasy killer and to me it didn't felt like it i think that was a stupid thing for them to try to market it as probably yeah final fantasy was a behemoth back then yes and i also think a lot of people you you kind of find the same crowd that people who started with final fantasy 7 and got in on the playstation they were a young kid i feel like those are the people that really love legend of dragoon a whole lot and they kind of hold it in a high tier yeah, because I'm not saying it's a bad game. No. I mean, if, if so many people love it, then it's it's a me problem, not a them problem. So it's something I personally don't like about the game, but I'm not going to diss it because it's going to be a great game if everybody loves it. Yeah, I, lo- so, I, liked it, I liked it quite a bit, but I don't hold it up in the pantheon of great, great games. No, you, you know you know my holy trinity of games. So uh, <laughs> for me, it's Earthbound. Final Fantasy 3 or 6 in Japan and uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Those are my three main games. So they always gravitate back to. It's hard and not I to. Think, yeah, I think a lot of people, especially collectors or older gamers like we are, we always gravitate back to those games as the, the holy trinity of the JRPGs. Yeah, and that's, uh, and, uh, that's the same idea as we were younger when those games came out. They hit us really hard at that age. And we have yeah, we have those memories. I, I think whatever that age is that those games come out, whatever you are, those are the games that stick with you as being fond memories. And you just they're they're sacred cows. You can't touch them. Nobody yeah. don't badmouth my games. You know, no, nope. nobody's gonna <laughs> tell me ever that Chrono Trigger is a bad game. <laughs> no, and I I don't see how you could even begin to make that point other than I'm you know. If somebody that's like 15 now would look back and like, oh, that game looks terrible. I'm not going to play it. That that opinion, but 
Uh, probably not a popular opinion, but I hope they never remaster Chrono Trigger. Uh, it's gonna happen probably, but I hope they don't. <laughs> I really hope they don't do it. Or there's been a lot of talk about redoing Final Fantasy VI, remaking it, and I really hope they don't because it's not. Gonna uh, be, I don't think it'll be done well. No, but I mean, like the Final Fantasy VII remake, right? And I'm not saying it's a bad game. A lot of people like it again, but I, it's not for me. Did you? <laughs> I'm not so saying you, it's a bad game. I have it. Yeah, it. Okay. I played it. I played it, and it's probably a good game. From every standpoint, I mean, it looks great. It plays great. Mm-hmm. The combat, yeah, that's a mixed bag, but that's also a personal opinion again. Yeah. So something stopped me from playing it. And the the one thing I think that stopped me is I knew when I bought it, it wasn't the full game. Yeah. And God knows when we're going to have the full game of the remake. I'll probably play it once it's all out in one big edition. That's probably when I'm going to play it. That'll be for PlayStation 6. So Probably. <laughs> so that means I can skip the PlayStation 5. So that saves me a lot of money. Exactly. I don't have to worry about it. I, so, okay, what if Remake was... Okay, let's just say it was a full game. It looked the way it did. Still was turn-based. And they didn't add stuff to it. Would that change would, your opinion? Probably. I would probably play it and I would probably finish it then. Yeah. Because I think the thing that stopped me is just the fact that it wasn't the full game, and uh, we all know the story. We yeah. all know we all know what's gonna happen. Uh-huh. Or well, maybe they'll change it also. <laughs> I but think that's gonna change. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's one particular spoiler that is gonna change for some reason, but we'll see. <laughs> so. I I think it'll still be in the game, but the way they've changed so many things, maybe you can change it or not let it happen or go back in time. I don't know what they're doing with this game. It's so weird. No, I mean, but I did hear the rumor that it's going to be finished pretty uh, pretty early. So the second one, it won't be years away, apparently. No, it's not going to be as long as it took to make this one. They're pretty far along in it. I think it's just going to be a matter of how they choose to divide it up if it's going to be three parts or four. Uh, I'm, I'm not seeing how they can do three parts now. No. Because, <laughs> I mean, how long is the this part? This, what's, what's it take, 40 hours to finish? Yeah, I mean, you could stretch it out a little bit longer, but it's pretty much a solid 40, yeah. Oh, yeah, but you see, and that's just the start of the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't even, you know, Midgar, disc one yeah. went well past Midgar. So if you're going yeah, to so, discs, it could be like five parts or something. Yeah, they're probably not going to do that, but I am interested to see how they're going to tackle a few things. Like the open world, with which back then was like, whoa, you can go in the open world. <laughs> so uh, um, I'm really curious to see how they're going to nail that one in, in this remake. But I guess we'll have to wait and see then. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious how they handle that, considering how no game has really done that open world the way those games used to with the with the maps and, and running around and enemies. They just they stopped. At some point, yeah, I mean, it you, is. Look, you the, look at Final Fantasy X. I mean, there's no you yeah. go from part to part to part. You unpopular know. opinion. I wasn't a fan of Final Fantasy X also. So. Oh, that is unpopular, <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah, that's a really unpopular opinion. But uh, no, it's a game actually I also never finished. Okay. So, I but that mm. probably if I if I play that now, say I would give it a chance now. Yeah. I probably would play it because I have played 13 ugh, and yeah. 15. So, <laughs> so you can get the taste out of your mouth and go back and play that one. I mean, it's, and it's, yeah. a, it's available on every system that's ever been made. So you should be able to get yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Like, I can get it on Steam for like seven bucks or something. So. <laughs> it's, 
it, it might be worth a, a second visit. Like if you're going yeah, back to, is. I think what Final Fantasy is and you're that turn-based, that's the last one you got to go back to. Yeah, because b- back then when I played the game for the first time, I was so used to Final Fantasy games like nine, eight, seven, six. Yeah, and those were all with with an with an overworld and a map and you know all those things and all those things were suddenly gone in the tent, and that's what actually threw me off back then. And we always and, that was the thing like we always expected just to be bigger and better, and like as the games got more detailed, <laughs> like they started taking things away from them. It was very odd. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's why so many people hate Final Fantasy Thirteen. Well, there's, and, there's a lot of reasons to hate 13. Yeah, I know. I, but I actually, I'm one of those stupid people who actually bought an Xbox back then just to play that game. Ooh. And yeah, you can imagine my disappointment when I got home and I turned on the console uh, <laughs> that game. So it looks that, pretty. That really hurt. It's a yeah, gorgeous. That, it's a gorgeous game, but that's about it. But that is. I it. mean, yeah, that is really it. I mean, I had to read online. It had to play about. 20 25 hours before the game opened up a little bit i never got to that part i i played it through twice and got to the end and nah. yeah it's a slight bit but it doesn't change the game it's still the same game that i don't like yeah i just i i never was able to finish the thing the far the furthest i ever got was on some sort of airship that you needed to invade or escape i don't even remember yeah <laughs> so not sure how many hours that was in but uh that was like the breaking point. I was like, I'm, I'm done with <laughs> this no, one. So I don't care about the story, the characters, the nope. gameplay. Nope, I'm, not I'm at done. all. Yeah, the 15 was a mixed bag for me. I mean, it's a good game. Looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But looking back at it right now, it's like, hmm, maybe this wasn't as good as I think it was. <laughs> so <laughs> 15. I, I recently played it again. I was like, yeah, you can see that in Final Fantasy 15 at some point they were running out of funds or something whatever happened there yeah but all of a sudden i think from chapter 9 i think it was i'm not sure yes the open world just was gone it's gone <laughs> and you could go back with with a, some sort of weird dream sequence or whatever it was if i remember mm-hmm. and you could just see that there was parts of the story cut out i mean entirely was just missing in that game yeah and, you- and it was weird you played it recently, so you've gotten even all the updates and, and changes and all that stuff. Yeah, so I haven't played the updates yet, but okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I really want to see what what's missing there. So like the, the, the Pronto episode and all that stuff, I, I really should do it uh, sometime. I want to get the Royal one just to see what the difference was and if that makes any difference in my overall opinion of it. I don't care about the DLC episodes. That's That's something completely separate uh, yeah um, that's also i it yeah you raise a good point like once you get to that was that second town that looks like vienna or like venice um, yeah the what the water thingy there yeah. yeah like yeah it just goes off the rails from that point and yeah maybe that was it it, it had been in development for so long and yeah they were just like we gotta get this thing out like yeah it is it, it actually this, that game reminded me somewhere of chrono cross uh, you probably played you played Chrono Cross also. Huh? Mm. It was a really good game, and somewhere near the end, everything was explained through text. They were yeah. out of budget, out of funds, <laughs> and that tanked the game. So, and this was about the same. So it was really weird to to experience again. But I'm not saying it's a bad game, by the way. I mean, I did really enjoy my playthrough for uh, Final Fantasy 15. I just think as a Final Fantasy 
I expect more from Final Fantasy. I, I the, think the, that's the problem. It's not a Final Fantasy game. Um, no, it's 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 a Japanese take on a Western open world game. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's it was, how I look at it. It was versus thirteen, and they changed it into making a Final Fantasy game that. If you had just called it that to begin with, and I, it wasn't yeah. a mainline game, I think I would have probably changed my opinion a lot on it. Probably, and I really do hope that Final, Final Fantasy 16, whenever we get it, is going to go back to its roots a little bit. Oh my gosh, it better. Just <laughs> just give me something back back to its roots. Stop it with mm-hmm. all the things you're doing. Just go back to the, the recipe that worked. Yeah. I mean, in sport, they also say never change a winning team, so don't do it. <laughs> just go back to your roots. Yeah, they, You're going to sell a lot of copies in. They, and uh, I think all they need to do is look at the success that 14 has had, and it kind of has that return to roots idea. Um, just make an offline version of it. I don't I don't see them going back to turn-based. I wish they would. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but maybe, you know, there's some sort of option in there or something, but they've got to, although I hear, you know, I've said this on the podcast before, I don't think they're making that game anytime soon. I think no, me neither. They are all in on remake, and it's going to be that way for a while. Yeah, and I think we're going to have more remakes after this because Probably. this is hugely successful for them. It's yeah. one of the better selling uh, games apparently on the PlayStation Four. Well, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's tons of money that they're raking in with this one. So th- we're going to get more of those. Oh boy! So. <laughs> oh yeah that's uh they'll just keep on making games that people want and will sell well but yeah i don't think they're going to make a new games for a while you're probably right yeah well, why would you? <laughs> if you if you get free money from something else huh? yeah the, script, <sighs> the script's already written the characters are all there you just got to make the game yeah but on the plus side we do have now confirmation apparently that dragon quest will come to the west again and what's it, the 12th one, I think it is? Yes. Drinkers 12. The next one. So, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be coming to the West and on PC all system. So that's really great for me. <laughs> I think that one's a while away, too, though. We make. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen overnight. So it's <laughs> at least three years, probably. Uh, uh, do we get Remake Part 2 or Dragon Quest 12 first? Ooh, I think we're going to remake part two first. I think you're right. I, think- I don't think there's there's even any talk about Dragon Quest 12 yet. I mean, there's probably some some manuscript laying somewhere, but that's about it, I guess. So it, it has been confirmed that it is a thing, but uh, yeah, it's probably so early on, it's no worse near. Yeah, that's like the new Elder Scrolls game. Eh? They just saw the title screen a few years ago, and that's it. <laughs> so, but they're the not, Elder Scrolls I mean- Six. They're That's not, it. <laughs> are they working on anything else though? You know, Square Enix—they're a huge company. They've got a lot of games going on, but yeah, it seems like Bethesda—is that Elder Scrolls? Is that who does those? Yeah, Bethesda. I mean, what else are they doing? Fallout seventy six, yeehaw! Well, <laughs> but uh, let's let's not it, talk about that one. No, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't do those ones anyway. So I, <laughs> I know that. Actually, I, I do play the Fallout games, but not Fallout seventy six. So. <laughs> So, I, yeah. I heard it was not received well. <laughs> uh, that's a bit of an understatement. I actually I had that game on pre-ordered collector's edition. I think it was 120 euros. Of, and oh, the reviews God. came in, and I was like, oh, no, I got to cancel my pre-order <laughs> right now. So wow. I didn't want it anymore. <laughs> so, there was this huge uh, helmet in there that I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I, I'm not playing 120 euros just for a helmet. I just canceled my pre-order. That game was really bad. So, wow, you dodged a bullet there. I really dodge a bullet. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of those collector's editions over here, and 
every single one that I got, I have played. But wow. I just really wanted to stand here as a testament to how much money I lost on that game. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. No, dude, I think you did. I think you did okay there. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. why don't we? I think this is a perfect time. Let's take a little break and we'll be back. We'll think about, we'll have a few more fun things to talk about uh, here with Hans on our JRPG Report Sunday special, episode 30. All right, everybody, we're back. Thanks for hanging out with us. And, of course, thanks to Anchor for always pushing this podcast out there to your ears. We've been chatting it up with Hans, and we've been talking about a whole bunch of different stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah. the, the thing that I want to and that, uh, want to kind of get on, because it's going on right now, is GamesCon. So, like, how, how far away from that is you? Art, how are you? <laughs> it's about two and a half hours drive for me. Oh, it's in okay. Cologne, so that's not bad. I actually go to I actually go to Germany a lot for uh, the football, but so Cologne, yeah, two and a half hours approximately. I've been there once at Gamescom, which was like I think six or seven years ago. Okay. And we actually had plans to go again this year, but we all know what happened in the world. Yeah. So there's no Gamescom at the moment for me. <laughs> No, it's a little bit different with everything going on virtual this year. So, yeah. well, so what was that experience like going to a giant event like that? To be honest, it was my first time I ever went to one of those games conventions. And the one thing that always bugged me <laughs> since that day was the available parking space. If you ever go <laughs> to one of those events, right? Never. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, never go with your car. Mm-hmm. Take the public transportation because it's you're going to have a bad time <laughs> wow. if you go with car. So we actually had to park somewhere on a remote location, which was actually not even near in the neighborhood of where the Gamescom was. Oh, and we had man. to pay 50, 50 euros Jeez. just to be there. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that was uh, bad. <laughs> that's, that sounds like going to a sporting event or something like that. We, you know, well, our football, <laughs> we went to one and <laughs> – I mean, we were probably a mile away, and yeah, paid like forty bucks to park and and walk. When yeah, like, yeah, oh my gosh. same there. So ridiculous. But the the actual Gamescom itself was actually quite fun because all those developers they had their own booths, they had the stage presence, they had. Back in the, that time, there was something yeah. to do with Blizzard and World of Warcraft. They were announcing a new expansion. I don't remember which one, to be honest. And there were a lot of people there just to know what the new expansion for World of Warcraft would be. Oh, wow. And all those developers, they gave you free codes for games. They gave you beta passes. Uh, you could, One thing I didn't do was play games there because there were waiting <laughs> lines. Yeah, if you wanted to play a game like in the beta and you had to wait like two hours in the line, it's like, yeah, no, not going to do that. Mm. <laughs> so I remember also being in the Guild Wars stand. I don't play Guild Wars. But they had a really cool stand there, and they uh, gave me a lot of codes for weapons in-game and potions, and I don't know what. So oh, wow. there's a few. And then EA. Yeah. We all know EA. Yeah, great, <laughs> so great company. Yeah, <laughs> the best, really, the best company. Uh, I mean, yeah, surprise mechanics, anyone. But no, they had... Uh, <laughs> They had this uh, really big stand, and there was this real-life Need for Speed car there. Oh, you could actually sit in, take pictures with, and that was a fun, that was a fun thing to do. And I remember also on the Blizzard stand, they had made this uh, troll figurine. It's one of those uh, Horde War Chiefs, uh-huh. entirely out of Legos. Oh wow, that's cool. Uh, probably sure it was about a hundred or two hundred thousand Legos to to build it because it's bigger than me. <laughs> Holy cow! 
You know what I'll do? I'll post the pictures on your site. I still have those pictures. Yeah, that'd be incredible. We'd love to see I'll, that. I'll put them on Facebook. I'll put them up there. Okay. So you can see those. And there was also a lot of cosplay yes, of going course. on. Um, didn't see the cosplay competition, but a lot of people of the cosplayers, I mean, they were walking around. So got a few photo ops with a few of them. <laughs> and there was also a more my kind than a PC modding competition. Okay. And they had the most incredible mods there for your PC. Like, there was this one PC. I also have a picture of that one. That was encased <laughs> in encased in a skeleton. <laughs> like, it was a skeleton PC they made. So it's really, a real, really awesome like, to see. Real skeleton? Bones? Yeah, no, I don't think it's a real skeleton. Okay, that okay, that'd be probably silly. be illegal if you do that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a cool thing to see, and like dragon modification, all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So yeah, it, it was the greatest. And I'm going back. So probably 2021, if Everything is over by then. We're going to Gamescom. We had our tickets for this year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, happened. We, we had uh, tickets. We had a hotel. We had everything this time planned out. And then, you know, yeah. stuff happened. Life happened. And we're here now. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I've never been to, like, a big event. So I can only imagine, like, you, you kind of skipped over all the small stuff and went right to the giant one. Yeah, we don't really have a lot of small stuff here. I mean, I, I still think that E3 is, like, the biggest one. In the world, I guess. I know Gamescom is the biggest in Europe. Yes. And there's probably other game conventions here that I don't even know about. Yeah, it's, it's about as big as you can go to within any reason. Yeah. Also, yeah, if you're ever in Europe and Cologne is really a city you should visit. There's a lot of stuff to do over there. So it's, it's a great location to be there. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the cities that, you know, you, you kind of, as, as an American, you kind of got the, like, all the European cities that you definitely want to go to. That's that's pretty high up on the list, and you can't go to them all. There's so many. No, it is, it is. But Gamescom, I mean, <clears throat> if you ever want to go, it's it's really worth your money. I mean, for you, it's a, it's a, real, a real bit harder yeah. to get there, of course. <laughs> but uh, for us, yeah, it's, it's like next door. I mean, two and a half hour drive, that's, that's nothing. So. No, no. That's... I'm, I'm used to a lot more. I'm not sure what it is in the States, but uh, two and a half hour drives, it's, it's not long for me. So. No, that's that's a drive to the amusement park for us. It's That's nothing. Um, yeah, there you go. It's, 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 I think it's about 300 kilometers, well, approximately. Yeah, hopefully... Everything will be back to normal. You can go next year, and then you can post some more pictures next year. For yeah, us. and I'll try and get some codes for everyone then. <laughs> so obviously, with it being virtual this year, have you still kind of tuned in to see what's going on, or is it just you don't really care as much? Nah, I didn't tune in. I just looked on PC Gamer website to see if there's anything interesting there. But so far, there hasn't been anything that caught my eye. No, there's been... Or something I missed, maybe, but... Yeah. Well, you just need to go onto our Facebook page and see. But <laughs> yeah, this is stuff. I mean, <laughs> there, there's been a few things, but like I, I don't know. Like obviously, E3 didn't even happen in any form, really. Um, and then no. this one, it's like I'll just wait until the vid, you know, the trailer comes out on the new site and and check it out. Then I'm not going to be glued to a live stream. Like, nah, me neither. Never, I, no, never I, done that. So I've done it a couple of times, but it's like it, you're always disappointed because you're sitting there waiting. And nothing, yeah, it is. And nothing happens. I, I once bought a virtual BlizzCon ticket. Oh. Because uh, I really wanted the in-game pet if you bought a ticket. So, And I was tuned into the live stream and was like, this is stupid. Oh, <laughs> this man. is not for me. This is not for me. So, And you paid money for it even better. <laughs> yeah, but I did get an in-game pet. So, oh, <laughs> so I did get something. <laughs> it wasn't a complete so, waste of money. <laughs> no, it wasn't a complete. It was a bit of a waste of money, but still, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well no. Yeah, 
So you, you kind of mentioned it a bit in there. So you, you're a bit of a PC guy. I know. we <laughs> Small you, bit. <laughs> small bit. You, you joke about your PC master race and all that. Where where did that even start at? Who came up with that nutty idea? Well, first of all, the PC master race, it's a, it's a meme. Yes. It's a joke. I, th- I think it originated from uh, the very first Witcher game. Okay. It was uh, ported from PC to console or vice versa. Don't quote me on it. I'm sure people will put it in the comments that I'm wrong. But I mean, and some some guy there, a uh, reviewer, put in this game is just for the PC master race. Oh my! Gosh. That's how it started. So and it became a meme <laughs> since it's, then. So, it's grown uh, <laughs> quite a bit since then. Yeah, but to be honest, there is no real PC master race. So it's 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 a meme. I mean, it's probably the fanboys. Oh, it absolutely is. It's it's a fanboys. I mean, that's it. There's no more. If you really say, yeah, I'm PC Master Race, then you're a fan. Yes. And we all know what fanboys are and what they do. And (laughs) I really, truly don't want to be associated with that kind of people because as much as I love the PC for a lot of objective reasons, Mm -hmm. the consoles aren't bad and they will always have a place. There's no way that a PC is going to replace a console or a console is going to replace a PC. They're each for a specific market, and to be honest, even with the PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox One X coming out, they're virtually the same now. Yeah. I mean, it's so integrated now. I mean, just look at the new Xbox. It's a small form factor PC. <laughs> well, of course it is. I mean, it's Microsoft, so yeah. uh, I, I've never understood why they make a console to begin with, considering they're so closely associated with PC anyway, but that's that's not for me to argue yeah, it is. But I read a lot of I mean I read a lot of arguments online about pro PC or pro console, and one is equally as stupid as the other. Sometimes I mean, <laughs> uh, the things you read online. I, I said it before. I think that there is no way a PlayStation Five that's coming out is going to be as powerful as a PC with a twenty eighty Ti. I mean, no. it's not happening. I mean, just look at it. A 2080 Ti costs about $1,400. Even if somehow magically Sony was able to put it in the PlayStation 5, which is practically impossible, Mm -hmm. and they're selling it for $500, how much loss are they going to make on one console? And then even a 2080 Ti needs a lot of cooling. How are you going to cool a small PlayStation 5 enough to do that? I mean, don't get me wrong, what the PlayStation 5 is doing is probably awesome. And it's going to be on the limit of what a console can do at, with the technology at, at this time. And it's going to be really good. It's not going to be as good as a PC, but on the other hand, when you buy the console, you just plug it in, your disc, install it, and mm. you don't have to worry for seven or eight years. That's true. <laughs> that's, true. So that's not with a PC, that's not the case. I mean, some people will argue with you, yeah, you don't need to upgrade all the time, but if you want to be in the high-end segment, you're going to have to upgrade every two to three years. Yeah. And that's why you do <laughs> I mean, that. Because you, that's why I do it. I mean, <laughs> I'm in the high end segment. I love the high end segment. I mean, next month, the new graphics cards are going to be coming out. The, the 30 series. And I'm going to buy one. I got a 2080 Ti. I'm going to sell it and buy one of the new cards, there you go. which I, you don't have to do by the way. So <laughs> PC gaming is not as expensive as all other people say, but if you want to go to the high end segment and you want to play everything in the best form uh, possible, yeah, then you're gonna pay a lot of money. So uh, that's why the that's why the PC you don't have to. Uh, I mean, with the console you don't have to mind all those things. You just get it. Yeah, and that's it. 
that's it. You pay your money every five or six years. You're good to go. Like some, I mean, yeah, you can upgrade like the hard drive on it, but that's yeah, that's it's, really it. It's it's that's it's really done. it. Yeah. But on the other side, you also have the argument that console fanboys saying, "Yeah, PC is way too expensive and this and that." I mean, that's not true. I mean, yes, buying a PC initially is going to be more expensive, mm-hmm. but when you pay like seventy dollars for a new game, I pay thirty. Yeah. Or 40 if I shop around a little bit smart. And that's where your profits come from. Yeah. Well, which absolutely. is impossible to do on a console. And also, I, I don't like the argument saying, yeah, console just works. It's not true. You have to put in your disc. You have to install the disc. I mean, it's basically the same. So that's not an argument anymore. No. I think, and I mean, we all know you own a PlayStation 4 yourself, how long a download takes there on the PlayStation 4. <laughs> I truly hope with PlayStation 5, they do something about the download speeds because that is horrible <laughs> it really is <laughs> yeah you've got and the, <laughs> the file sizes are just getting larger and larger and the that's the other argument is the hard drive that you need to hold games now is yeah. crazy i can't imagine where we're going with these games and how much install is going to be needed was it the new modern warfare that took over 200 gigabytes now i don't know that's i've not heard the new ones yet i know something like red dead redemption 2 was like 125 yeah, wow. I think it's 90 or something on the PC, but yeah. uh, be as may, I have like four terabytes here. Of course you do, <laughs> but you know, a console, even the, the souped up versions of it, you, you know, it's a gigabyte, two, huh? yeah, it's, a terabyte, sorry, uh, four a, terabytes, a, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, so no. you, you have to, and I've, you know, I've upgraded mine to, to be able to hold all that or an external, you know, buy an external one. So that's yeah. that's the limitations that they're really going to have to address here very soon, especially with the all digital version now. So, which yeah, is- I'm actually kind of curious about the all digital version. <laughs> I'm a little bit skeptical about it, and again, this comes from a collector. I mean, I if I would buy a, the PlayStation Five, I I would probably buy the one with the disc. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Because I I understand why people are going all digital. As a PC gamer, I don't have any other options and they go digital in most of the cases mm-hmm. and my collector heart bleeds whenever it i does. do that so i've i've heard that <laughs> you know us as collectors speak from it differently but i've heard people say like they just don't care about collections they don't have the space for it it's not well, it's not a thing to them and that's cool so you're going to be digital anyway well to be honest uh, needing space isn't a requirement <laughs> to collect you, games so. you need a room <laughs> yeah and when that's filled up you got a problem see i am in the situation right now that i literally can't fit anything anymore so that's it that's if a- i want something new i'm gonna have to, to get rid of something old and i don't want to do that <laughs> no, no, it's you- either i need a second room or I need to wait until my daughter's 18 when she moves the hell out and I can claim that room. <laughs> you hope at 18, right? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> when she's still there at 30, you're like, it's okay. I don't need the room. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably sell everything then and buy a car. <laughs> yes. Or you just got to get a new house with the bigger rooms. So yeah. <laughs> probably. I could actually sell everything and buy a house maybe by then. So yeah. who knows? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but no, know. anyway. Anyways, I was saying, I mean, PC versus console, I mean, it's a stupid debate. <laughs> it's it just, is. honestly, it's just stupid. I mean, you've seen my pictures, right? My PlayStation 4 is hooked up to a monitor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're playing it there anyway. Uh, yeah, so for me, it doesn't change a bit. And there's also a lot of emulation going on now also, so... <laughs> So you, I mean, you're a different type of gamer to begin with. So you and 
do so like in my situation, I don't want to, I sit at my computer all day long working. That's the last thing I want to do when I'm gaming. I like to go to the couch and play on the big TV. So that's you, an argument I hear a lot. And my counter argument always is when you can hook your PC up to a TV quite easily, but Hey, go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, my, my computer's in, in my office. That's my work. Space, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and I like, to be, I like to at least see my family some of the day. So at least in the same room <laughs> <laughs> when yep. I'm gaming later on. And yeah. I don't, you know, another point, and I don't know if everybody's experience is the same with this. When I'm playing a digital game, something that I've downloaded, I've noticed my PlayStation four and I've got the pro and everything it really starts to hum like that hard drive really starts spinning. It gets hot. Um, I was joking around that my daughter was playing slime rancher and I don't know if you, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, we're, we we're not, <laughs> we're not talking about like the highest spec game of all time here. And nope. it shut off my PlayStation. It overheated. Ouch. So, I never had experienced that. And I got a pro also never had that, I, but I heard a lot of people have had it. So it's a problem. Well, I mean, it makes sense. You're accessing the hard drive. It's got to spin. It's going to create heat. And yeah. I've never not, you know, occasionally I'll hear my fan turn on with a game like Resident Evil 2 where it's really pushing it. But by and large, it's, I've never heard it nearly as much as when we play games off the hard drive. Uh, well, the tech nerd in me would then just open up the PlayStation and repaste it and stuff, but uh, I'm not going to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> when, when I start opening systems, bad things happen, man. <laughs> I yeah, with PC, okay, but the PlayStation was just like, just stand there and do your job. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that's, you need to do. <laughs> that's why I bought you that. You know, I I know how to open my PC up and you know clean it out and get all those things, those type of things. Yeah, I, I bought the PlayStation <laughs> Four Pro for. First for VR, because my daughter wanted VR. Okay. And uh, the second one to f play a few JRPGs. But got to be honest, the JRPG list on the PlayStation 4, compared to what it used to be, yeah, that's debatable. It <laughs> wasn't my favorite JRPG system. Well, I played a lot more JRPGs on my handhelds than I did on my actual PlayStation. That's it's Hey, it's better than it was for PlayStation 3. Yeah, PlayStation 3 was also a horrible time. But for me, we, I said it earlier to, to you when we were chatting. I mean, the PlayStation 3 era was the dark times for me. So it was when I played World of Warcraft and didn't literally didn't play anything else. <laughs> so, so There wasn't a whole lot to play anyway. So you, you might have had time well spent on your uh, world, WoW days. Yeah. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, but, I, no, but I, I I bought a few games on the PlayStation Four though. I mean, I got I got like Kingdom Hearts Three, yeehaw! Yay! Uh, <laughs> yay! I I haven't even started the game to be honest. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd tell you to play it. It's worth playing. It's not a game that it was worth waiting ten years for. Yeah, I heard bad things about it, but it looks okay though. It looks great. I mean, uh, it's yeah. fun. It's just you're going to play through ten Disney movies. So. Yeah, the only thing I, I really want is just to play through the Pirates of the Caribbean ones. And all the rest yes. I don't really care about. So, <laughs> Pirates was so much fun. Like that was is the, it? Oh, okay, that there was the best one. It's funny because uh, we we watched Tangled for the first time the other night, and the movie is like scene for scene in the game. It it just said, okay, what's the script? There we go. Add Sora and Goofy and Donald to it. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, do you even remember the plot of uh, of Kingdom Hearts? 
Oh God, no! There, there's n- it's so convoluted now. I, don't, <laughs> I understand nothing about what's going on in Kingdom Hearts. As literally, there's so many diversions in in the, those games now. The storyline's like all over the place. <laughs> so, no, I could care honestly. I could care less what the story was. I just wanted to play it because I felt like I needed to. Yeah, I'm gonna do it too. It's 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 on the huge backlog oh, <laughs> that grows every single day and. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't want to know what my backlog of games is, but see, at the moment I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn on the PC because okay. we just got it on the PC now, which is a really great game. And after that, I, I'm not deciding what I'm going to play because there's a game that's been waiting here for, I think, now almost 19 years. It's called Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. It's an RPG. Oh, yeah. So maybe finally I will get through that one. So. I've that's another one because I was never an Xbox guy. I never got to play that one, but yeah, it's yeah. It's, I got it on PC. I don't have an Xbox. Kotor <laughs> yeah, is in high regards as far as RPGs go. So I, I, it is. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be really awesome, and it's been laying here <laughs> since I think 2005 or something. I'm oh, not sure. Wow, <laughs> just been staring at you like, hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, finally, it finally reached uh, in my sights now. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'm maybe gonna play that again. <laughs> what was what have I heard about uh, Horizon that's not good uh, on the PC? What, on the, what's on going the PC, it? yeah. it, it's a bit better now, but personally, I didn't have a lot of problems. Okay. But I'm on the forums also on Steam, so I know there's a lot of problems. Apparently, it's crashing all the time for people. Huh. It's, it's like crash after crash after crash and stuttering and... Yeah, I don't know what's going on. For me, just it just runs fine, and I okay. play in ultra wide resolution, so yeah. I don't have any problem. But there's gotta be a problem there, and not everybody has a high end PC. I was going to say, uh, isn't that a problem with PCs? Obviously, you've got a million different configurations and setups. It's it's a problem for developers probably because when you when you develop for a for a console, it's for that specific hardware, and there you go. A PC <laughs> has a million variables. Yeah. So every PC is different. I mean, there's so many components, peripherals, anything you can buy. And I think that's really hard to, to code in there, especially now with, they're using the Decima engine, which is the, the engine used to um, to create the game. Okay. And it's pretty new on PC. And we had that Stranding, and the Decima engine worked okay. really good. And now this one, Guerrilla Games, the, those are the ones that created uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. It's their first PC port. Mm-hmm. So you know there's going to be problems. I mean, I can accept it. But when you charge 60 uh, euros for a game and it crashes, crashes for apparently a lot of people, there's a problem there and you need to fix it. Yeah. And supposedly now they're doing it. But again, I can't speak from experience because it just worked for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I get like a steady 80 FPS, but then again, I own a 2080 a 20 <laughs> Ti and a 9900K, which is the the highest of the highest almost, so to speak. I think so, that's I think that's a lot to do with it. Yeah, probably, uh, and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, a mid-range PC should be able to play it too. I would, or I at mean, least you know, at a lower resolution or something like that. You sacrifice a lot. Of course, bit. yeah. Not everybody. There's only a small segment that plays at 4K. Oh yeah, or even has the so, ability. So yeah, and if you want to play in 4K on a PC, yeah, you're gonna waste a lot of money <laughs> back that, then. That port was interesting to me. The fact that you know you, you kind of raised a point earlier that you, yeah, you spend more on hardware, but you save on software. Whereas this one costs you full price, but if you had a you know you could pick it up for ten bucks on PlayStation. Yeah, it is, but there is a difference, of course. I mean, oh, if yeah, you buy yeah. a PlayStation or if you buy a console, I mean. 
to be honest, I can't play at 30 FPS anymore. I mean, those kind of games, I mean. <laughs> so 30 FPS for me is just a no-go. Gotcha. And I need 60. That's It's not snobbish because we're up to 144 hertz now. Probably, apparently, I'm not even reaching that within a milestone. <laughs> but, I mean, for me, 60 is like the bare minimum that I want to play a game. Mm-hmm. And I have Horizon Zero Dawn on PlayStation 4 Pro. It's one of the, It came with my, with my Pro back in the day. Okay. So I played it. Yeah. Install it. I mean, install it, played it, and I was like, this is unplayable for me. Oh, wow. The same with Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. I couldn't couldn't play it on the PlayStation 4 Pro. It's just impossible. 30 FPS is killing me. <laughs> Once you're used to 60 FPS, there's no going back. Okay. I was going to say, just, I, I didn't notice anything at all that made it, made it like that. I guess that's just what I'm used to, though. It is. I'm, I'm pretty sure if I start playing this again and threw away my PC and start playing on consoles again... I would adjust in like probably half a year or something. Mm-hmm. And I would don't mind anymore because I'm not saying it's unplayable. I mean, 30 FPS is fine for a lot of games. Don't get me wrong. But when you're used to 60 FPS, it's really difficult to go back. It's it's a point that you reach and you say 60 FPS and you really notice the difference between 30 and 60. Wow. It's, it's night and day difference. Once you experience it, there's actually no going back. You really haven't experienced it. So for you, it's not a problem. But... A lot of PC games will save and whoa, this is really bad. <laughs> 30 <laughs> FPS. So. <laughs> I, I'm, definitely, yeah. I'm definitely hoping with these new systems that 60 becomes the standard. And if you've got a TV that can support it, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to play. Yeah, 60 should be, should have been the bare minimum years ago. Yeah, I always, uh, always thought that was weird when you see games like, oh, well, we can only do 30 now. We can't even come close to doing 60. Like, I thought this was yeah, a while but, ago we decided this was what it should be. But yeah, but then you hear developers now, I think it's Ubisoft with the new Assassin's Creed. They're saying it's probably going to run at 4K30 on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox. As a consumer, I'm like, that, that's not good. No. It shouldn't be. <laughs> Why? Like, what, what yeah. possible reason could there be to do that? There's, there's two possible reasons. One, the hardware isn't sufficient to run it at 60 FPS, which is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Or two, knowing Ubisoft, they're pretty lazy in development, and especially when it comes to optimization, <laughs> it's gonna be badly optimized. Oh, <laughs> so not. that's that's Ubisoft for you. I mean, just create a game. Put it out and that's it. If you got a high end PC, no problem. If you go to the mid range or low end PC, well, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> a lot of yeah. Ubisoft games. I mean, so, I can, and I'm, I it's can, probably gonna be the same on the PlayStation. I get that for PS4, but yeah, for the five, that makes no, that doesn't make any sense. That that's one. Of the no, ones. it doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't be happening. There, there's absolutely no reason for a game to run at 30 FPS on a PlayStation Five uh, or an Xbox One X, for that matter. Shouldn't be. Yeah, unless you're playing a game from 15 years ago, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's something <laughs> different, of course. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what kind of FPS I'm getting on my uh, on my Vita and stuff. I really don't know what it is because I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're not playing that. It doesn't speed. matter at all at that, at that moment. So no. Well, Hans, I know there was something else you wanted to rant on. Uh, <laughs> we, we can uh, we can wrap up our talk with uh, something you've been wanting to throw out there for a while. Well, it's something that you, I guess, are familiar with, eh? Maybe a little bit. Well, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. How do you feel that when we get, when we buy a new game, we always get like half a game now? Oh man, I'm there's got to be DLCs, day one patches, this, that. No, just give me the game. Yeah, or I mean. Uh, have you seen uh, the Assassin's Creed? 
that's coming out now. You got four different versions. That's insane. The, sta- the standard one, the super one, the mega one, the platinum one, whatever. I mean, it's just give me the game. Yeah. That's all I want. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't blame companies for wanting to make more money. That's ca- no, that's I don't capitalism. blame them at all. But, but as a consumer, it's it's annoying. It's it really is. annoying as a consumer. And I do. They're gonna probably say, uh, gonna say now, okay, boomer. But <laughs> it, it was just generally like we got full games back in the day there when they the released launch. the game. That was the it option. was finished. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't and until now, PlayStation I mean, Three that this really started. Have you seen the state some games come out? Oh my god! Even on even on console, eh? I mean, that's yeah. not a PC problem. That's a general global problem in, in the gaming community. Yeah. The, in the states, some games launch. It's like this abysmal. That's not even a beta anymore. It's just, yeah. I mean, and then the pre-ordering stuff. I mean, I get it. I mean, I all get it. But you shouldn't pre-order any game. Unless <laughs> I mean, well, you want to be disappointed. Yeah, I do it too. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not being a hypocrite here. I mean, I pre-order too. But why should you give your money for something that you don't know what it's going to be? Because developers already get the money before the game is even finished. And then you get games in a state that's, that's actually abysmal. And you have to wait another few weeks and even months to get it patched to get it played. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a rant, yeah. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> like, I never had a real problem with it because it never really affected me, I think, until Final Fantasy fifteen. And as a yeah. you know that day one adopter, I was so hyped, and then it's like afterwards I learned like, wait a second, like this game is broken. It is not. Yeah. It is not the game that it should be. I don't like. I said we talked about earlier. I don't know if it's even got to that point to where it is better. It is playable. Yeah, it's, it's better playable. now. It's playable. But that's that's but, that's the unexcusable part for me. Don't. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. It no. just shouldn't happen. No. So and that's that's a really big rent for me. I mean, uh, and then yeah, we're not gonna get into loot boxes. I mean, they're almost dead. Yeah, that's thank gone. God. Uh, I mean, microtransactions. Yeah, microtransactions. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. But hey, if people want to spend money on it, it's your money. I'm not gonna say you can do it. Exactly. But sometimes it can be intrusive. It is. Uh, or or Assassin's like Assassin's Creed is one of those examples again, where you get actually enticed. To buy uh, certain currencies in game, to buy other things, mm-hmm. and I, I really don't want that while I'm playing a single player game. It's like get out of here with that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's where I don't want it at all. It's like okay, if I want to buy like a new costume for the characters and it costs me a couple bucks, well, that's me. I can do that. That's on you. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> but not so, something yeah. that's required to enjoy the game. That's not cool. But and- then again. We're talking about cosmetics. I mean, when you buy a new custom, it's a cosmetic change your character. Yeah. But some games you can actually, you know, pay to win. Mm-hmm. If you pay a lot of money, you're a lot better at the game than other people. I mean, Battlefront 2 from oh, a few gosh. years ago, I think yeah. with EA, was, I think, the epiphany of uh, of greediness <laughs> at some moment. So. That's where it really hit mainstream, I think. Yeah, and actually it's a good thing it happened. It Looking is. back at it. It is. It had to. Yeah, because EA, I mean... EA gets a lot of flack from everybody. They're like the worst company in the world and this and that. But EA also has this, this uh, I'm not sure what it's called. They have this program where developers can be under their wings to develop a game hmm. with full creative control. I, I, rem- I don't remember what the name is. 
And that's a good thing about EA. They can be such a good company if they want to, but instead they choose the opposite route, the, the route of being greedy. Yeah. And then you, then you get Battlefront and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> I have to say that it's been less and less now. I mean, your FIFA's and your Madden's side, because the, those are games I'll, I'll never buy. Yeah. Uh, with those ultimate team card packs and all kind of stuff, that's just straight up gambling. It is. I've heard that's what I actually was about to bring up. I heard that about Madden that people are spending yeah. like twenty bucks a week, basically, after you buy yeah. a game in order to get these packs. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds like a scratch ticket. It really does. Yeah, but when you already paid sixty dollars for a game or euros, I believe you should have the game just as it is. I, I agree. Yeah. On a on a separate but equal note, I have a real problem with actually. Somebody asked this on a forum the other day and answered like. Uh, what are you looking forward to with uh, Persona 6? And of course, this is a long time away from it. I was like, well, first day is we need the game that's supposed to be. They did this with Golden and they did it with Royal where we got a better, more complete version of the game later and had to buy the game twice. I That that really ticks me off. Yeah. The, see, those are all those terrible anti, anti-consumer things. And as a consumer... Yeah, I will always advocate for the right of a consumer. Mm-hmm. I'm always on the consumer side, and yeah, developers, sadly, they aren't anymore. They, I, I get it, they're companies, they want to make money, but you're alienating an, an older fan base. Yeah. And okay, then we get to the okay boomer stuff again, because <laughs> uh, I, I see my daughter, she, she's, she's turning eight. She doesn't care about spending like five euros on something like in Robux, yeah, right, to buy some currency there. It's just a, a normal thing for them. It is, and for us, it's like hell no. <laughs> oh yeah, we we've spent it as just as much on the game on add-ons to Minecraft as we have yeah. for the game itself, if not more. Yeah, we and, all know it's not going to go away. I mean, no, it's not. it's going it, to you know, it, it's here to stay, and we're going to have to accept it. But hey, I still have the right to rant about it. Damn it! Oh, <laughs> that's exactly our right, and I, I think our voices need to be heard when I, the next one's going to come up here real soon in a couple months when Dragon Quest Eleven comes out. And oh yeah, so we get this uh, subpar version of the first time on PS4. A better version comes out for Switch, but in some ways it's not better in terms of graphics. And then they port the Switch version for you guys on PC and Xbox One. We have it on PC, yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is going to be that version of it now. So it's going to be this completely different mess. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're getting an update or something. I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. what's going on. I, I, I finish it. I have no desire to play it again at the moment. So it's well, a good game, don't get me wrong. But yeah. It's great. The only thing, the, yeah. The orchestra. The only, the only thing, the, the only thing that no, I had a patch for that one. That's a, another thing about PCs. You can actually use mods and stuff. So, <laughs> that was what, but the only thing that irritated me about Dragon Quest Eleven was when you finished the game, the game wasn't finished. Oh no, there's a lot more. Yeah, and I did that that stuff again, right? And I was like, what is the point of having credits mid through the game? <laughs> See, what, what what is the bigger plan here? This. It was total waste of time to put the credits in there. It it kind of <laughs> was because you really did need to keep on going. Like they did that with eight, and there was those extra trials and there was stuff. Yeah, I was like, uh, no, eleven. Like you, that was a whole new story element that was going on there. It was kind of weird that there was yeah, credits. I like the game. It's one of the better RPGs I played in in recent years. 
But it just was a weird thing. But why were the credits there? <laughs> so, no, that didn't that, make any sense. So. I, I guess they thought, well, I've been playing this one for 80 hours. We need to roll credits sometimes. <laughs> and I remember the final boss. I mean, the real final boss was... Uh, uh, oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. That I was... had to level all my characters to 99, I, I believe. You, you got to, to be able to be up there in order to, to try to beat that one. Yeah, I maxed I maxed them all out, and even then, it beat my ass a few times before I was able to take it down. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm, I don't have any desire to play the game again at the moment. I will play it again though, at yeah, some point. But at I, the moment, it just no, 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 no. <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to get back around to playing it again. I'm not going to buy this new version, but I will play it again. Yeah, yeah, I will play it again too, and I'm probably going to enjoy it a lot more than I did the first time. <laughs> so. We'll see then. We'll see. <laughs> we, we shall see indeed. But anyway, my rant is over. So <laughs> okay, all right. Well, if if you're done ranting and we're done complaining about things as old men, we'll, we'll wrap this. Up. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Hans, thank you so much for coming on here. I've had a lot of fun chit chatting about their very. Yeah, me things. too. We'll, uh, I'm sure something will come up. We can uh, we can do this again sometime. Yeah, I will do it again if there's more renting to do or there's a game we actually both want to play. So uh, That may happen eventually. I'm not sure. <laughs> that may happen eventually. We'll see. We'll see. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll wrap this thing up. This has been the JRPG Report Sunday Special, Episode 30, with our buddy Hans. Hans, do you know how we uh, we end the show here? Sorry? I said, do you, do you know how we end the podcast? Do you want to you send us out? You want to send us out with the Dragon Quest music? No, well, I just if you want to tell people to get back out there and level up. Ah, that way. Sorry, man. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> go, go ahead okay. And tell everybody. Uh, but anyway, everybody get back out there and level up. <laughs>